All right. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, we're doing a special episode. It's one of these things that I'm not going to call it a novelty, but I'm going to say it's a, a genre spinning episode. We are going to talk about anime and we have we have a podcaster over in the YouTube realm, which is a little different, but not different because it's the same thing minus audio. And he's got a lot of cool vis- visuals over there. Um, his name is Anime Gensho. Would you please take the floor and explain who you are and tell us about your podcast real quick? Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, always. So uh, I, I guess I'll explain the anime intro name, you know, with uh, having starting a podcast, you know, you want to have a name that's different, that stands out. And that's something that grabs you, you know, it might be hard to pronounce for some people, but it's just like, uh, you know, I was looking at many names was starting this podcast back in sep- last September, September, 2020, whatever. Yeah. And I was just like looking up the name of Japanese and Gensho and from the in, uh, Japanese means phenomenon, which, you know, I want to be something that stands out and be great. So I was just like, this sounds cool. It's a, it has a good meaning. So uh, I chose that name. That's how I got my name. Uh, the reason I started this podcast was because, you know, I get I, everybody around last, we were, you know, we were in quarantine for a long time, at least me. I remember I was home for at least five to six months and I consumed so much anime before then been watching it for for about five years but my mom was like you watch anime on all day do something with it obviously like make it something you can eventually you know profit off of but something you enjoy doing so you don't just be laying around laying around the house not doing anything at all so I was like she's right so then I tried to form a group of friends to do it but that really kind of fell flat on its face because you know people try to overtake and people try to make make their vision your vision so i ended up get uh, uh, settling finding a co-host and then we kind of been rocking and rolling but yeah okay so what type of audience are you targeting with your podcast or um and what you got going on on your youtube are you generally trying to um bring in new people to animate or are you trying to keep people that are already tied into anime and give them a different perspective on it both, both, because you know, like I have this one setup. I'm, I'm gonna be having a a, pro, um, a professional uh, uh, a professional overseas basketball player. I'm gonna have him come on the podcast actually this Sunday, and I'm gonna talk to him because I didn't even know he was in the anime because he hit me up on hit and he has like 15k on Instagram. So trying to people even hit me up to come on or for them to come on. So trying to uh, trying to uh, yeah, like you said, um, trying to get people who aren't on anime into anime because I feel like, you know, we get a lot of stereotypes. It's weird. It's cartoons when it's not the same really thing and trying to get people who aren't onto some newer animes or people who aren't in deep, deep into it like me, get that, put them on a game to a lot more animes and really just meet people. And I don't think I really have a target audience, like, you know, 18 to 24 is just about, you know, whoever wants to listen and actually have an open mind. Okay, so so let's get into some of the, these questions because uh, this is targeted towards the uh, audience that I entertain. That is now your audience, obviously, because you're on the podcast. What <laughs> is anime? What is anime? Because there's a lot of people, and, and and don't take this the wrong way, but there's a lot of people yeah. that grew up even in my generation that didn't necessarily know about Akira and all this animation. All they know is normal American animation, Disney, Hanna Barbera, um, you know that type of stuff. So, what is anime? Yeah, that's like that's true. A lot of people like just did like especially you. Uh, you got like my mom's thirty seven, so she told me later back when she was a kid, like you know that that wasn't featured. Uh, you know, 
uh, like the way it is now it wasn't like normal for real for real so uh, animate to, to me my definition is is animated but it's not cartoons because you have certain stuff that i like it's like a japanese kind of like a japanese storyline but it just happens to be animated kind of like the you know you have korean pops like or korean dramas that just but these are like japanese dramas but happen to be animated because there's some storylines that i would not show like i have a 14 year old i would not show to kids like just because it's animated doesn't mean it's for kids like you know stuff like family guy like for us family i'm not showing that to a 13 14 year old most of the time depending on the maturity so all right so so that's where it kind of differs um now where does it differ from different types of animation because i'll give you a little uh history all right uh japanese animation was very heavy and the early adaptation of G.I. Joe when I was a child and Thundercats. Thundercats is the only show that I can actually say without a doubt had a anime feel to it in the the middle of the 80s and late, and then Silverhawks. Those two shows, because they were made by the same people, um, were the only shows that I can really remember. And G.I. Joe in its early iteration had that same kind of feel. And even Transformers in its earlier feel had that kind of feel. Um, So... What do you think is the hard, like the, the most easiest uh, way to differ, differentiate anime and regular like American cartoons? Oh, that's a good question. Dang, you really hit. And, and, and let me spin it a real quick for you. When we talk anime and talk regular animation, I'll do two two right here for an audience because everybody's watched these. Um, on American animation, we can take um, Adventure Time. And we yeah. can take regular show. Those are, are predominant or Gravity Falls. Those three yeah. cartoons right there, in comparison, wouldn't you say, like, you could see a difference between My Hero Academia and you can name two new ones also yeah. that um, would tie in. So what would you say would marginally be the difference in those animations? Okay, the animation style, like, okay, something like Demon Slayer. It's one of the biggest animes, like, our, I feel like, every, or most anime people see it's very the animation is just very crisp and clean and it's not saying that american animation is not very crisp and clean but you can tell like this isn't like it's like it gives you more like a 2d but 3d feel because it's just so crisp most of the time the newer especially the newer shows it's more crisp it's more clean and the animation matters more because like you know animation is one of the things that grab you well i feel like a lot of american cartoons they have a lot of like they have like a lot of, you know, they have history. So they have to they try to build nostalgia. Whereas, you know, with animes, they, they, I feel like animes and animators, they know that there's so much anime competition that we have to have some of the best, you know, the best animation so we can like stay relevant and st- people stay talking about us because there's a lot of fight scenes and stuff like that. So if you have trash fight scenes in your anime, in your a- anime, then you're not going to really be selling a lot because that, for a lot of demographic that matters. All right, and one thing that I can take for this, and this is just for newcomers, and this is just for my experience. Um, yeah. Adult Swim, for instance, Adult Swim took uh, one one anime, and um, and I don't refer to it very much because I do believe it's overrated. Bleach, Bleach yeah. was bit is hev- is heavily uh, action oriented with a deep storyline. Um, do you consider that one of the ones that kind of would be a way to tie people into um, starting to watch animes? Um. No, because it's so long, and, it, and because I don't give people like it, it. Also, depends on the type of person I'm trying to talk to. If I, because most people don't have a good, a good enough attention span to sit down and watch 
300 plus episodes for their first show. I give people like Death Note, My Hero, sometimes Naruto, depending on, like I said, the person. But I don't think Bleach is a great, great starting point for uh, for, uh, newcomers. All right. So what other shows would you give to newcomers? Like what would be the first show you would give them to entice them into anime? Because me personally, like what got me into anime um, in the middle part of uh, my childhood, it was this movie called The Record of Lotus Wars, I believe. It was fairly long. And it, and it tied me in. It wasn't like Akira or anything like that, because Akira was just jumping. You know, it was a movie. It was fine, whatever. Um, but it was a record of Lotus War that got me tied into anime and kept me involved over 20 plus years watching. So what would be the first show you would tell a newcomer to watch? Uh, the first show? Uh, well, like I said, it's, well, definitely. I think definitely it's a show that can be universal. Like, it can touch it because it has so much, like, the great thing about Death Note is it has no action and yet it still feels like it does. I don't know if you've seen Death Note. I have not seen Death Note, but I will it, take a look it, at that. It is amazing. The animation for its time came out in 2006 or seven, So the animation for its time is still pretty good. And it has a lot of ide- um, ideals battle. And it's just something short to 37 episodes. Um, that's kind of short or whatever. So Death Note for sure. If you're somebody being into action, I would say the Demon Slayer. Jujutsu Kaisen that just came out of 2020, late 2020. That's a good one. Um, Tokyo Ghoul, if you like horror, horror type of things. Code Geass, because that's another psychological type of ideology battle. Okay. uh, Naruto, because OG, as much as I love One Piece, I... I wouldn't give that nobody. That's the, that's not their first anime. That's too long. And, and that's one thing, like One Piece, for instance, that's something that is actually, it branched out of my generation. Like I was in my 20s then and it was something I actually sat through and I started watching because it was almost like being a sitcom because there's yeah. so many episodes of it that if you don't... It's so amazing. It's it, so you amazing. have to, it's a relationship with that show. It's kind of like a commitment you have to have yeah. with that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, I'm gonna we're gonna do a little thing real quick. I'm gonna name an anime. You tell me your opinion of it if you don't care. Okay. All right. Now, first off, the one thing I do want to do, I want to differentiate some things. Uh, for instance, we have Netflix and we have Crunchyroll in different places. On Netflix, they have quite a few different animes on there. But one I want to take take the spotlight off of. Mm-hmm. I don't consider Voltron now an anime. I consider it an American animation now. I agree. Um, I, I agree. And the older 1980s version, you could consider that. Obviously, it's been uh, a term we use is localization. Um, yeah. When they do that to an anime, I'll go into that first. When they localize something, which means making it more to American customs, um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's something that they should do to pop, to the um, animes, or something that they shouldn't do? Uh, this is this is kind of a, a bit of both because most of the time. Like no disrespect to all these companies, but when they get Americanized, it gets it gets, it goes downhill. At least for me, with the storyline, because they you know when they're trying to you know give it to kids, you know you don't, you can't you kind of you have to kind of have to break the storyline down because you know a lot you know kids a lot of kids over here can't understand the depth of a great storyline, so you kind of have to condense it. Like you know I remember watching Power Rangers down like back in the day. I used to love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That was my that was what I got hooked off. But all these other gener- like different things of Power Rangers, I was just like, uh, I don't know about all of this, da 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 da. Yeah, like so, Dino Crisis or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, so I was just like, 
I watched the first one because my mom put me on too. But after that, I was just like, no. So it is a good, but it's also a good thing because, like, you know, I'm not a Dragon Ball Z fan, but Dragon Ball Z was probably that first anime that got, like, if it probably wasn't for that anime, anime wouldn't probably have got a lot of broadcast over there. So it does wear, raise awareness, but it also kind of breaks the storyline story down kitty. Right. And I'll give you a funny story on that. Now, me coming up, like I said, I'm 35 years old. In the middle of the 90s, right, mm-hmm. we used to have Dragon Ball Z coming on at 12 o'clock at night on regular syndicated, like your normal channels without cable. But the version that we got back then was the one that had blood in it. It showed the yeah. all the stuff. But the, the generation, the Adult Swim or the Toonami version that people were suckered into, a lot of those shows were edited. And, you know, when you go back and you look at the original form, and even when you go back and look at the manga for, for Dragon Ball Z, it's kind of like, uh. So Dragon Ball Z is one of the ones that I wasn't going to touch on in the interview because um, with me, I'm on the fence about Dragon Ball Z. I love the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, the different story arcs, except for uh, GT, uh, like Dragon Ball Z Kai was a cop out. It was basically one of those deals where we'll Americanize it, shorten it up, uh, do some better, some more advanced animation nowadays and repackage it. I can understand doing that for money, but Dragon Ball Z is one of those things where I just kind of have to like put in a glass ball and not touch for the simple fact that everybody has strong opinions. Either you like it or you don't like it. I, I was, I was. Mm-hmm. it's just for like I think me and my like co-hosts really debate on this it's just the fact that I'm a person that loves plot and real shows like real human shows and in anime shows and it's just like I, I do appreciate it for like not normalized anime because there still is a stereotype to a certain degree but I do appreciate it for broadcasting it and giving it like you know more of a chance to get over here because later on out of you know the Dragon Ball Z or you had the Yu-Gi-Oh that's when you had Yu-Gi-Oh! Star coming. That's when you had Bleach yep. and Yuasha and Naruto. Uh, Afro, uh, Afro Sam, wait, Afro Samurai. No, I forgot his name. But you had a lot more stuff after that because based off of that, you know, that uh, broadcasting over here, you had a whole gateway open in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I do appreciate it. But as far as actually liking the show, I, I can't. It's, it's boring to me. Right. And, and, and no offense, like, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of like uh, how we treat sports over here. It's about like uh, like the Los Angeles Lakers. It's so big that it doesn't <laughs> matter if the Lakers are losing games. People are going to still pull for it because yeah, it's, it's what people know. Because I'll be honest, back in 1996 on the original PlayStation, I was one of the first ones to buy Dragon Ball Z uh, GT Final Bout. I was on top of that. I was like, I'm playing with Goku. You know, the games were out on Super Nintendo in my time. But when you got that first 3D um image of him even though it was kind of pixelated and crazy do do give yourself some justice and go back and look look at it later uh you'll be like man i would have never played that but back then dragon ball z like like you said it it, it did so much i'd say for anime in, in the u.s yeah. now yeah. um me personally me and you have uh connected over something my favorite anime is cowboy bebop and my reason for that one is because it was short it was to the point. It yeah. didn't last long, and then it disappeared. Yeah. Um, with a lot of animes, I noticed that some of them have a cult following, and they are very short, and that's what people want. Um, is that something that you appreciate, or do you like a a, um, a, a series that go and become long-winded? I, I like both, because as a short show, it sometimes there's plots that just can't be stretched. Like, 
sometimes 12 episodes is what you need. 12 episodes, get me out of here, cool. And then sometimes show do a, shows do a problem of stretching out, putting filler. Like that's what I think we were saying about Bleach. Like Bleach as a, how did we be a 300 or something, like barely 300 episodes, but 47% of your show was filler. Like that's that's terrible. Like that's not good. So I like both. I like my long-range shows because I like getting attached to my characters. I'm currently at episode 840 of One Piece. So I do like a, run, a long-running show. But I do appreciate short shows because sometimes you don't need, not every anime is supposed to be 100 plus episodes. Right. And, and But the thing with One Piece, One Piece had so many stories going on yeah. that you yeah. could, in, in that fictional world, you could keep that going forever. It could be like The Simpsons one day. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it could be even longer than what it really is. Right. All right, so now let's go old school real quick. And then let me know yeah. if you've seen this or not. Fist of the North Star. Heard of it, haven't seen it. All right, I will tell you this, and this is just merit for you. Fist of the North Star, for people in my age demographic, if anybody watched anime, it was one of the things that they watched because it's something from like 1980s, like past 85. Um, and it goes on now. The thing about it, and it's something I want to talk to you about, a lot of stuff like this, this is a nostalgic thing, but this thing is getting still play in the realm of video games. Like it has a set of video games on a PlayStation 4. So it has a relevancy because of its legacy. Um, so I'll go on to the next one. What about Maycross? We'll call it Maycross, but for the older group, we'll call it Robotech. Um, have you ever watched that? No, sir. All right. That is one that I will tell you that you should take the time and watch. It's uh, on my list right now. Hold up. Got okay. You. Maycross slash Robotech. Um, it is a more in-depth um, version of Mobile Suit Gundam Wing with a little bit of love story. The Americanized version of Robotech did not run very long, and it has three different iterations. But um, the very first storyline that you get and the stuff you see now, at least in the Maycross realm, is very good. Um, and here's one that I know you've seen, Sailor Moon. Yes, of course. What is your thought on Sailor Moon? Um, let's do it. Sailor Moon and Inuyashu. Okay. What are your thoughts on both of those? Sailor Moon is that I think is that anime that like that really is put. I mean, it's it's looked at push for girls, but I like I enjoy it. My my little sister loved loved it. Um, we went to Japan actually two summers ago, and she bought up everything. Like it's just a great show. It's marketable. It gets to the point. It might not have the deepest storyline, but it was the 90s. We're not really, you know, asking for all that. Like, it, it's cool. It, it, it's good for what it is. Like, it's a gateway, I think, for for girls. Into anime? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I can go with that. What about Inuyashu? <sighs> you know, they actually have a remake now, or they have, like, they have a show on his son or whatever. It's it's crazy. Um, Inuyashu, I just feel like, it's bad. Well, no, it's not bad, but it's just, it's sad because it's a good show. It's just the fact that, like, they they really came with the wrong, the Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach era. Like, they legit came right in the middle of that, or, like, right when they those three started. So, it's a good show. I just never really, like, fell in love. Like, it, it, was, it was good, but it's not really something I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Like, it was, okay. it was good. Okay. Okay. Now let me ask you this. What is your feel on how Adult Swim selectively gets certain shows and pushes those to American audience? How do you feel about that? I think it's great. But I think they know what they're doing and only putting like the My Hero. They know what they're doing. They're doing what's most marketable because My Hero has like a Justice League feel. Yes. That's when I, that's when I, that's when I, when I sit down and watch My Hero, I think Justice League. 
So Adult Swim is good because, like, you know, I when I first saw an anime on Adult Swim, I was like, why is that here? Like, like I never I never thought of Adult Swim and anime because it's like, you know, Adult Swim at night, you know, that's their, you know, that's when it gets kind of crazy. So yeah. I was just like, I was just like, oh, okay, that like that's legit how I first saw anime because I picked up anime about. 12 and a half, 13 or something like that. All right. So, so let me tell you something that's really amazing. When I was a child, Toonami ran from three o'clock until like six in the evening. So we we had anime like when I was like 20 years ago, we had anime from three o'clock up until six. Oh my gosh. I would on, on car- yeah, on Cartoon Network. And it's weird that it kind of went away from that. And they what about, made it- what about Boomerang? I remember because I remember grandma didn't have cable for a little bit and we had Boomerang. It was Boomerang on anime? I like um, that Boomerang was a was a subsidiary of Cartoon Network. It was like let's put the uh, Hanna Barbera, the Jetsons, and stuff in there. But okay. Toonami used to run during the day, and then at some point it switched to Saturday night. And you literally had to stay up because me and my crew would do this. We stayed from twelve o'clock till six in the morning watching <laughs> anime. Oh my gosh, man, that, that sounds like just times good times. And, I, and I'm talking about this is like ten to fifteen years old. Like it didn't matter how old we were. We was like, man, Saturday night, this is what we're doing. And, yeah. you know, you'd sleep all day Sunday, but that was kind of the crazy thing. And I think for my generation, that was like the latter part. Like anybody that's probably about 25 and higher, yeah. that's how they got their intermate fix. And it was so much stuff. It was like uh, Andy Asha was on there. What's the other one? Tenchi, Tenchi, Mayo, Mio, Mayo, what is it? Oh, I love that. Anime. Oh, my gosh. That anime yeah. so, I love that. Anime. And, and that one right there, that one was 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 very significant in putting us all into anime again. Um, let me see. I didn't ask you about Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. What do you think about Gundam as a whole? Because I know it has many different uh, iterations. Gundam Gundam is just like it's it's like like a like a baby Dragon Ball with so many variations, so many different like like different variations of the series. I really. It's just hard to follow for me personally, maybe because it's just some, it's like with like I mean, that's I think it's the reason why like I also didn't get into Dragon Ball. Like I don't know where to start from. I'm just like okay, where's the OG at? So I can start from there. And even sometimes if you follow from the OG, it's just like I'm still confused. Well, I'll say this on that one: the OG is garbage, but Mobile Suit Gundam Wing that story arc is the okay. best story arc inside of that. And if you look back, like like I know this is sad, but in my generation, we take video games and anime and, and or animate to video games and match yeah. them up. Mobile yeah. Suit Gundam Wing is the one that gets the most video games. Mm, okay, okay. So, and that, that's kind of my logic sometimes when I look, because that's how I actually got into um, My Hero Academia. Like it was weird, you know. Uh, as you get older you watch different things, but it's hard for me as an adult uh, out here working and stuff to get that kind of advertisement, like from a crunchy roll or something like that to see new anime. But I went out and I bought both my hero ones, uh, justice one and two, right? I bought them at the same time because I seen that they were an arena fighting game. I knew nothing about the anime Um, Mm -hmm. bootlegged a few movies. And yeah, I did say bootleg. (laughs) Um, and I started watching it and I was like, wow, this is really powerful. It's got a strong message. Um, and the games, they were just ridiculous. Like the first one, um, we'll talk about that in a second. The first one for me playing that game and watching the anime at the same time, it it made me love all the characters and and it kind of gave me a different story arc. So this is where we, we come in and need your help. Um, when it comes to anime video games, what anime video games would you tell people to subscribe to or to buy 
to get them into the shows even deeper? Oh, it's hard because it's not a lot. Of, it's not a lot of good anime video games. This is hard. <laughs> um, Jump Force, it's fun to me, but I could see why people don't like it because it's so gimmicky. And it's just like, it's so many problems with it. But if you love characters as much as I do, like I love certain characters because I, you know, I've, I'm not going to say I'm huge in the video games because like my mom just always had me outside doing some type of sports. So I never really was like that person that like got to sit down every morning on the, like extreme gamer. But right. if I, lo- I love like, um, like I just love my the characters. So I would say Jump Force is a good one. The both my hero justice one. The, the animation of it is a little different. It's, it's, it's a little different, but it's good. I think it's still still good. Um, the one you sent me, I heard a lot of good things about it, and I actually um, uh, did like watch a review on it just because you sent it to me. Uh, uh, you sent. It, let me go back and look. It's actually a really good one. Like yeah, and look, let me give you a story behind that one, and I'll show you what's Jake crazy. Yeah, All right, J Stars uh, Victory Verse Plus. All right, so here's the deal with that. That is the basis for Jump Force. Yeah. Um. What was cool about that is, is that uh, there was a, a a console called the PlayStation Vita, and um, I'm not telling anybody to go out and buy one or pirate or anything on that because you can get the games for free on there. But <laughs> um, the thing was, was that game reintroduced a ton of characters to me that I normally would skip over when I'm watching anime because on that game you have characters from One Piece, from Naruto, um just to name a few, uh, even One Piece and Dragon Ball Z and um, Fist of the North Star. Um, up in the top right corner, those are the Fist of the, of the North Star guys. So it brought every generation together in one um, arena battle. And that one, you know, what I liked about it was, was that it was like four on four fighting. And yeah. um, you can catch it on PlayStation or whatever. Um, it's a really great game. Yeah, it's kind of new. came out 2014. It's kind of new. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where, like I tell everybody, I think that that's one of the ones that you should grab, you know. And Jump Force, gonna... I, I think Jump like I said, Jump Force, is, it has good, like the visuals look good. It's just that the fighting is kind of a little winky. I don't know if you play Jump Force. I have it on the Switch and Xbox One. It's just, mm, mm. <laughs> So, So with that being said, like, like you said, Jump Force, the original, and then the Deluxe Edition. The deluxe edition of Jump Force got me back into that arena of playing those games. And that's the reason I went back and bought a PlayStation Vita and got that game because I remembered it from so long ago. And the one thing with um, the Vita, it was one of those systems that I played on because uh, what is the game? Sword Art Online. Oh, okay. Yes. So, how do you you feel about a Sword Art Online game? um, The game was great, it doesn't do the anime any justice. Anime, the anime after season one is terrible, which everybody in the anime community agrees on. It's terrible. Okay, everybody agrees on that. Yeah, it's terrible. But the but thing I is, I really like that type of anime genre anyway, so I, I can yeah, see why. Yeah, it's a little off. But the crazy thing is, is, is inside of this game, that, like, uh, what was it the second one that was out? Um, the gameplay is really good. It, uh, some people at a lot of like uh, the big gaming websites will say that the games are better than the anime. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I just don't like the, I just don't like, like, it's called Isekai. That's like the genre where people get trapped inside of a different world. It's called like when you get transported to different worlds. I have never really liked that. Even when they did that in cartoons, I just thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah, and, and I can understand that. Um, so the most part with the games, we'll definitely say Jump jump Force, but I'm going to say Jump Force Deluxe because the first one 
was really buggy. Second, yeah. the deluxe, deluxe edition. And you, and you get more characters too, deluxe with deluxe. Yeah, the deluxe. And then um my hero one's justice one and two. I'm gonna say um because that animation is cell shade. Cell shade is a different thing, and some people like it, some people don't. I prefer the first game over the second game. Um mm. And just my reason behind that is, is like once I got more into My Hero Academia, watching it, um, mm-hmm. the second one doesn't seem like it does the same justice the first game did. But that's just my varied opinion on that. So let's jump into that. This that's just what everybody, everybody's kids are jumping into. This is what everybody's buying toys at Walmart about. My Hero, <laughs> My Hero Academia. What is your thought on it as a whole, as a series, <sighs> as of today? Okay, okay. So this is. I think everybody's gonna be confused because I think. I just dropped an episode talking about season five. It's crazy. It's crazy how that show is on season. Oh, time's going by fast. But um, so I like the show, right? But there's there's a lot missing to make it like everybody talks. Everybody in my gym talks about how is this? It's part of this new. We're trying to form the new big three of our era. Like, what's the new big three of the 2010s slash slash twenties? Right now we have. Jujutsu Kaisen's up there. There's other show called Black Clover. So it's like it's like one more spot in there. And it's just like My Hero, it's a great show for getting you into anime, but it has a lot of like I personally don't like the main character because he kind of doesn't really have any character growth. And as an MC, that's what you should be like looking for. It's just like he doesn't his character doesn't really grow. And it's like it's like it's good for like I said, it's good for getting kids in it. A lot of people into anime, but it's just like as far as when we're breaking down, getting down to the nitty, it doesn't really do anything for me. But I have picked up the manga, so I like I said in my video or whatever, y'all, y'all should go watch. By the way, season six, they're gonna have this big war, all-out war. It's gonna be like it's gonna start getting dark, which I like because I like dark animes. So it's just that like right now, I think it's still in its develop development stage. To hit that next level, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to give it some time. I'm not trying to be too overly critical, but it has been out since like 2014, so I'm trying to like, on 2016, 16. Yeah, so try to give it a little bit, uh, get put out a little bit more steam. So, um, real quick, can you plug real real quick where everyone can find you on the web, uh, be it on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, wherever you are. Got you, got you, got you. So Instagram, obviously, Again Show. You guys can, you know, if y'all ever want to come on the podcast or have me on your podcast, my DMs are always, oh, I'm always posting something. I'm always up there. Uh, y'all can go follow us at YouTube, Animation Show, subscribe or subscribe, whatever. And I'm working on our Spotify. And I'm thinking about getting Anchor. So when I, if I do get those things, I will, like, post about it, let everybody know. But right now, that's the Animation uh, Again Show. That's our Instagram, Animation Show is our YouTube. And, I, and we do have a Twitter at, on Animus Working Show, but I don't have it posted nothing. So <laughs> Twitter, right. Twitter's confusing. Twitter's confusing. I can't, not can lie. All right, and that's understandable. And Anime Genshu, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being involved in Podcast Collides. I'm sorry that we didn't talk too much about your podcast, but you're an anime yeah, guy. Yeah. You're an anime guy. And the thing about it is, is you came through uh, – with a lot of anime insight and things that will help people turn the corner in their thoughts on anime and hopefully persuade tons of people to come back to watch more anime afterwards. (laughs) All right. So once again, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. All right.